Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Bullock. Ramban has some eye-opening comments, especially his most famous one about Bilam. Uh, Chazal say that he was a Navi. But the Ramban explains that that was only for this moment in this parsha, not before and not after, and it's not. Uh, in con- this is in contrast to many other Rishonim who understand that Chazal to mean that he was just a navi, so that the Gaim uh, would have a navi that would represent them. But we'll talk about that a little later. So Parak Chav Beis Pasuk Chav, there's three psukim, and they sort of seem to contradict each other and need to be explained. One pasuk says that um, Hashem told Bilam not to go with the men that were sent. Another Pusik says that Hashem tells him he could go. And then another Pusik says that Hashem was angry at him for going. So we don't realize that when we read the Psukim, the they all jump out at us because Rashi has spoiled us and given us all the shot. But that's what Rashi's bothered by. So Rashi answers that Hashem said, don't go. That was his decision. And Bilam kept pushing and pushing. Um, and so finally Hashem said, you could go. But you're not going to be able to say anything other than whatever I say. And then whatever I tell you that you could say, which is to give a bracha to Kala Yisrael. And then Bilam went and he had the intention to try to curse, to try to out, outsmart Hashem. And therefore Hashem was upset with him. The Evan Ezra says a different shot, which is probably going to rub us all and make us all take a step back for a second. He says, originally Hashem said don't go because the people were not a respectable delegation. Then... Hashem finally said, you can go because the people were more respectable. And then finally, um, Hashem was angry at him because I, I told you you can't curse them, so why are you trying to curse the Jews? Now, Rashi and all the Bali Musa try to explain that the Ebenezer's Peshat is not the real Peshat, and they explain that it was Bilaam's uh, gaiva, that he, the way he phrased it was to say um, that, oh, God said I can't go with you because this is not a respectable enough group or because you're not offering me enough money. And um, that's, if you think about it, that's not necessarily a contradiction to what Bilam is saying, uh, according to the Ebenezer, Ezra, and I'll explain why in one moment. So the last shot is Ramban, which kind of, I, I believe, ties them all together and maybe overlaps in them as well. Ramban says, look, we know that Hashem lets us do what's right. If a person wants to do what's right, Hashem helps us out. We also know that if someone comes to do something wrong, then Poskalo, Hashem opens up the gate and says, go ahead. So says the Ramban, this is the exact same thing that happened with Meraglim. Hashem says, Shlach Nashim, he commands him to send to send Meraglim. So then, then Hashem's upset. The answer is because Rebbe Shalom said, you don't need Meraglim. Now, if the Jews kept pushing and pushing, we want it, we want it, we want it, then fine, send it. But, but this is not with my blessing. But Hashem says, I will let you go the way you want to go. Now, I'm not going to discuss the philosophical implications, but what this what this means is just that a man has free will. And even if Hashem has a certain agenda, it doesn't mean that you can't go and follow one of the evil and negative options that Hashem allows for and uh, thereby end up, you know, God forbid, hurting yourself. And so Hashem said, Bilam, look, if you want to fight me, you want to go, you're not going to have any power to do anything that I won't allow you to do. But, you know... That's something that I do allow for. Just like the Moraglim were allowed, but it was a disaster. So to here, this is a disaster. And ultimately, Bilam was killed uh, at the end of this whole episode for all that he did against the Jews. Um, although he did admit that he couldn't 
give them anything except for a blessing and that he had no power outside of what Hashem gave him. And so it very well could be that this ties in with Rashi and Ibn Ezra, that Bilam wanted to hear us. Bilam wanted to hear this idea of, well, God doesn't want me to go with this delegation because they're not respectful enough. That was what Bilam's own mind was. And this just teaches us the importance of accountability and Das Torah. Once again, Ravasha Rubenstein, Zatzal, my Rebbe, so we stress this, and so many of our other great Torah leaders are always teaching us this, that we need to be in touch with MS and we need to make sure that we are accountable to MS. And sometimes we could manipulate things and make it look like or feel like or sound like it's in our best interest or it's even being done for righteous reasons, but we could be totally off and be carrying out the message of Bilam. That's not at all what we want to be doing in life. So moving on to Perichav Bez, Pasuk Lamed Aleph. So there the there the Ramban says his comment. It says, Vayagal Hashem is any Bilam. At that moment, Hashem opened up Bilam's eyes. And so the Ramban says that from that expression, I understand that this was the only time that Hashem opened up his eyes because he was not a prophet or his eyes would have been opened up before now. And so therefore, this was the time that he was a Navi and not before and not after. And it was only in order to bring out this episode and this lesson, which is such a powerful lesson. Remember, the Gemara and Bracha says that they almost were gozer, that a person should read this Parsha every Every, uh, every single day. And there's a lot of reasons for this, and before I should talk about it, but one of the reasons is because you see clearly that you can't fight God. You can't go against Hashem. And this is an important pr- lesson in all of life for us. Perichav Gimel, Pasig Memalef. So the question is, why did Bilam have to go visualize, go see the Jews in person in order to curse them? He stood at a high mountain, the Pasig says, and he looked and he saw the entire nation. So it says Aramban that when we look at something, we actually have an influence on it. And when we look at something, we connect with it. And that is from the kohos and nefesh Hashem put in the natural world that we could connect through seeing in a way that uh, is very, very profound. And so if Bilaam was trying to damage the nation, he had to look at them. Now, what I want to say with this is two points. One of them is that we know that there is something called ayin tova, a good eye. The way we look at someone with generosity and care makes a tremendous impact and is, a, is something that we could build someone with the way we look at them, or we could, God forbid, destroy them the way we look at them. We should always make sure that when we look at someone, that we are looking at them in a positive way, in a way that builds them. Additionally, Chazal tell us that it's a mitzvah to look at tzadikim, because they have an influence on us. You should see those that teach you how to fear God. And that's a very important thing. I know of some great people that have put pictures of gedolim inside their children's cribs, in order that they should see this, or certainly in their house, uh, they should see the gadolim and look up to them and respect them and know that this is what's important in life. On the, on the flip side, Chazal tells us, Russia. one is prohibited to look at the face of a Russia, because once again, when we look at something, we make eye contact with something, it has an influence on us. So let us use this for the positive to build people. Let us use it to make connections by looking at people and connecting with healthy, happy people. Moving on to Perichav Gimel, Pasig Yud. So Bilam had a moment of clarity. He was jealous of the Jewish people. And he said, I should die like the righteous ones, like the straight ones, like the Avos. I should have it like them. And says at that exact moment, says Ramban, that he was longing for Gan Eden because he recognized that life is ephemeral and short and fleeting. And what is it all worth? And at that moment, he had a recognition. He didn't do anything with, recogni- with that recognition. But he had a recognition. And we, as Jews, we have an opportunity to use our life properly and to always think about how our life is bringing us closer to the Rebbe Shalom and everything that we do. What an amazing thing. Finally, the last thought. is Perich of Dalet, Pasuk Yud Zayin, Darach Kochav Miyakov. What Bilam is talking about, the future, 
that a star from Yaakov will trample all the enemies, and he's referring to the Mashiach, says the Ramban, and he will gather all the Jews. Why is he called a kochav, a star? The answer is because a star is up high in the heaven, but it is able to be seen from all places on earth. And so therefore, this person that will redeem us will have a tremendous influence and will be able to take over the world and guide the world. Remember Bar Kochva, who was supposed to be, who had the possibility of being Mashiach, he was called the son of the star, Kochav, because he looked because he was able to unify the entire nation with his strengths. Unfortunately, he didn't fulfill his mission, as Rekiva later expressed clearly, and was not the Messiah, and did not save the Jewish people, but that potential was there. There's a beautiful pshat about the Kochavim. It says, the Gemara says that the Tzadikim and the great uh, teachers of the Jewish people will, will shine like stars in the future. What's the pshat? So the Velt says the pshat. A lot of people have said this. I know that Pesach Kron has made it very famous. And that is that just like a star really to our eye looks very small. But the truth is, if you think about it, it's huge. Stars are very, very large. Some of them are even bigger than the earth. They're huge. Um, so too, Machanich, a great teacher, looks at the student and might see a small, small student there, but sees that he's really a star, but he's really a, literally a galaxy and world of his own and could nurture that world. And so, Mida Knegemida, Hashem rewards them that they will shine like that star because they brought out the star in everyone. Kind of reminds you of the star student that you used to, used to give out in school. That's the idea, to be able to see that star. And that's the kochav that brings Mashiach, the kochav, I don't, I don't mean that in a, in a spiritual way, I mean that the Mashiach will be a star, and will be someone that could appreciate the greatness of each person. And that is what brings Mashiach. Let us look around and respect others and see the greatness of other people, especially our children, especially the people that we have an influence on, the people that we interact with, because we, are, we could build them and we will shine as well, like them. Mita Knegemita for our beautiful way of looking at them. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.